0: Hey, guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. You know, when my parents retired, when it came to income, they were all set. In addition to Social Security, they both had retirement plans that offered a guaranteed monthly income for life. They also had investments, but those were just the icing. The cake was those monthly checks. They didn't need a dip in their savings because their income was more than enough to live on. It was even adjusted for inflation. While these types of retirement plans do still exist, they're getting more and more rare. Take me, for instance... Soon, I'll be eligible for Social Security, but it's not going to be nearly enough to support my lifestyle. And unlike my parents, I will not be getting additional monthly income. So my savings aren't my icing, they're my cake. It's up to me to figure out how to convert my savings into monthly checks, and it's up to me to make sure it's going to be enough to last a lifetime. According to some researchers, retirees who have a predictable retirement income are happier than those who don't. Of course, that makes sense. Worrying about running out of money doesn't sound like a barrel of monkeys, does it? Solution? For many approaching retirement without a guaranteed income, the solution is an annuity. It's an insurance contract that converts a lump sum of cash into a monthly income for life. But while annuities may seem like the ideal solution to retirement income problem, it's not all wine and roses. While ideal for some, they're not a perfect solution for everybody. And that's what this week's Money Podcast is all about. We're going to talk about annuities, offering both the pros and the cons, so you'll be able to make a decision on whether they're the right idea for you. As usual, my co-host will be financial guru and journalist, Miranda Markwood. Hi, Miranda. hey Do you notice how I called you a guru this week?
1: It's it's very exciting. I've never been a guru before.
0: I didn't know I was going to say that before I said it. That happens to me a lot. Um, also, That's okay. Listening, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> listening in and sometimes contributing is producer, novice investor, and also a guru. Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron.
2: Hey, how's it going? Um, are were you a Johnny Carson fan, Miranda?
1: I mean, I saw a few Johnny Carson things. He was pretty much off the air before I was old enough to really like see it live, and my parents wouldn't let me watch it.
2: Oh, really? Because of that, Ed McMahon. Yeah, because I was wondering why you always do the "Heyo," oh, because that was like an Ed McMahon thing.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, you didn't know well, that? Oh, that's a, Here yeah. we are.
0: <laughs> How did you know that, Aaron? You're you're not much uh, oh, I was, oh, I was Oh,
2: I love watching Johnny Carson when I was a kid.
0: I always thought he was overpaid. I I always thought that about uh, these ga- these uh talk show hosts because they seem like they're you know, they're reading cue cards of jokes somebody else wrote and then they're sitting there talking to movie stars and they get paid all this money. Having, having done shows like the one I'm doing now, though, I do see that there's some talent involved. But I remember when I was a little kid thinking that, yeah, these guys are what money for nothing and chicks for free.
2: You know? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Were... I thought Johnny Carson was smooth. man, that, that guy could roll.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he did a good job, I guess. Because, and I've seen people do a horrible job. That's how I know he did a good job. You remember, did you see Chevy Chase go at that? I, no, I did not. He did a really embarrassing job. He was only well, on he... the air for 20 minutes.
2: Did he have his own show or did he just- Yes, he had, his, he, he had a show. I said think it. it was
0: on Fox. This was like in 1990 or something. But if you see someone do it bad, you can appreciate somebody who does it well. Oh, poor guy. Now, we're going to be in trouble if we don't get into our topic. I know we all don't want to talk about annuities, but guess what? That's what we're going to do. What's an
2: What's okay. an annuity? What is it?
0: I said it a little bit in the intro, pardon me, but what annuity is basically is you're exchanging a lump sum of cash for a monthly paycheck. Just that simple. There are different kinds of annuities, by how, the way.
2: How large of a lump sum are we talking here?
0: I you know I I took the I took the uh, liberty of looking some of this stuff up. Now let if you give me this is a these are examples. And you can find annuity calculators online. So you can go to th- I this one came from annuity.org, but if you just look up you just Google annuity calculator. Uh, it'll give you an idea of how much you invest and how much you get back. So right now if you invest $100,000, you might get Guess how can you, you want to take a stab? I know I don't want to put you on the spot, either one of you guys. you want gonna take a stab but what you'll get for life now. Okay, you're a 65 year old male, okay, and you're, and you're giving a hundred thousand dollars to an insurance company. How much are they gonna give you back for life? 20 bucks. No, month per month. <laughs>
2: I know. I'm making it a joke, 20 bucks a month because
0: your insurance no, no. So,
1: so, wait, how much? How big is the annuity again?
0: It's a hundred thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: and they're so- gonna give you a guaranteed income for life. And you're sixty um, five year old male. God, it can't be that. Oh, much.
1: maybe two or three thousand dollars?
0: A month? No. Four hundred and sixty five. Yeah. Oh uh, my that's, gosh. That, yeah, that's a that I was. I, like was
1: it. I was really, really, well, really obviously very much Well no, but
0: no, <laughs> hey, I put you on the spot. There's no reason you should have yeah. known that. You know, but it does doesn't sound like much, does it? Four hundred and sixty five bucks a month.
2: I don't know, you're only giving them a hundred thousand.
0: Well, yeah, only a hundred thousand is a lot of money.
2: It it is, but I'm saying for the rest of your life to get a get a monthly paycheck. Yeah,
0: we. You know, I'm. You know, I'm allergic. I'm allergic. I'm eligible (laughs) for Social Security in two months from now, and I just looked at how much my benefit would be yesterday. It's pretty good relative to average, but I'm gonna. I think I'm eligible for like twenty eight hundred bucks a month. But
2: if you do have like a hundred k sitting around and you're collecting Social Security and you want a little extra, you know, per month, I mean, that's kind of a good deal. You get almost an extra five hundred bucks.
0: I guess so. But let's let's talk about some annuity pros and cons. And we're going to come back to this in a minute. i will going give you some more details on how much you'd get if you have been in 250 or 500, and what else you could do, you know, other than an annuity. But let's let's talk a little bit about annuities. Okay, now an annuity, as I said, you you give an insurance company a lump sum of cash, they promise you an income for life. It doesn't have to be for life, by the way. One of the one of the pros of an annuity is it's customizable. I could say, for example, um, just give me money for the next 10 years. Give me money for life, and they give my wife money for her life. That's a joint survivor. Uh, I could be, give me money for life, but at least 10 years. Because if you say, give me money for life, and you die tomorrow, guess what? They keep all your money. But you can say, give me money for life, but no less than 10 years, though. So there's all kinds of different things you can do. So so they're pretty flexible in the terms in terms of how much income you're getting and when you're going to get it and you know uh, guaranteed minimums and blah blah blah.
2: It's kind of like buying instant insurance on yourself instead of buying like death insurance where you're paid out on your death to your family. You're like kind of like buying this insurance for yourself right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. That's one way of looking at it. But but you know essentially what we're doing here is we're trying to get because I was just saying this before we went on the air to Aaron. What's happening? Okay, look at me, for example. I make X number of dollars a month. I've done this my whole life, right? I mean, we started working at McDonald's when I was 15 years old, I getting paid X, you know, so I've had money coming in my whole life. Now, I'm 66 years old. Yes, I'm eligible for 2800 bucks in Social Security, but it's not nearly enough. So now I've got, I don't have an income. I've just got this lump of cash, this money that I've saved up in my IRA, and my 401k, blah, blah, blah. So how am I going to turn... That money into an income because I don't want to like dip into it. What if I overspend it? What if I spend the principal? Blah, you know what I'm saying? So what I want to do is I want to, and this is what a lot of people are doing when they're my age. They're looking at their savings and they're going, "How can I make this a paycheck?" So I don't have to worry about it, and it's going to be a paycheck for life. You know, it's, it's, and that's why these, that's why news are so compelling to people because they don't what they don't know what to do with a lump sum of cash, a million dollars they have in their 401k, but they do know what to do with the check every month. And so that's why annuities are so appealing to people. I can see that. Yeah, because we're used to getting paychecks. Right. Now, there's also a tax advantage to annuities. Almost any insurance company product, whether it's life insurance or, in this case, annuities, your earnings grow tax-free until you begin to withdraw them. This is called tax deferral. So when you put money into an annuity, uh, it is tax-deferred. Any earnings are tax-deferred. There are annuities, so you can also put money into an annuity and not take it out immediately. You can let it defer for a while and then convert it into an immediate annuity. So, I'm, so Aaron or, or Miranda, you guys might put money into a deferred annuity now, let it accumulate on a tax-deferred basis, like your IRAs doing or your 401k. And then when you turn my age, you can convert that into immediate annuity, and it'll become an income for life. Right, because so
2: you be, be at a lower tax bracket when you're retired.
0: Right? Yeah. Exactly
2: so, right. So you're paying less taxes. That's kind of cool. Yeah.
0: So what? So what a lot of people do is they'll put money into their IRA and their 401k. Uh, but then if they have, to have extra, they might put it into an annuity so they can defer the the earnings on that as well. An annuity can have a fixed a fixed rate of return, like a CD, or it can have it can be like a mutual fund. It can have it's, a, it's called a variable annuity. So they can have a stock fund or a bond fund or a money market fund all within that insurance company wrapper. So the, these are some of the pros of annuities. They're very flexible. There's a lot of different kinds. They have some tax advantages. Also, they bypass probate. Just like your IRA or 401k do, when you sign up for that, you you name a beneficiary. And if you should die, then that beneficiary gets, you, gets that money immediately without having to go through probate court. So the, these are some advantages of annuities. Now, let's talk about some cons of annuities. Dum-dum-dum. Dum-dum-dum. Can, can you imagine? Can you guess? Uh, high fees. High something? fees. Uh, high
1: fees for everyone. And see,
0: th- <laughs> these, I, this was going to be a tough topic for you guys today. I knew this because you know you're in your 40s and you really have no need of annuities. Uh, I used to be the annuity coordinator, in other words, the person in charge of annuities for my stock brokerage firm, EF Hutton, uh, in my town. You know, not in the whole country. So I knew a lot about these then. And now they make sense for me to look at now, even because of my age. But you guys have little to do with these. But one day you'll want to know about them. Yeah, but it's kind of good
2: to know now if you're going to think, hey, I need to save up some cash to uh, be able to get a, an annuity later or you know, something like that.
0: Yeah. You, you'll find as we go through this conversation that we're in that I'm probably not going to be suggesting you do that for several reasons. But <laughs> okay. th- they do have high fees. Uh, and a lot of the, those fees are not easily discernible. Uh, so, for example, when I sold an annuity back in the day, and this is back in the 1980s, I got paid 4%. You didn't pay that. Now, the customer didn't pay that. The insurance company paid me 4% uh, up front when I, got, when I brought them that money. Now, the, the reason they you didn't get charged that commission, the reason the insurance company paid it, is because they're going to keep your money locked up for a long time. How do they do that? Surrender fees. Uh, they, they can take uh, the, these contracts off and have surrender fees that go for 10 years long. So, if you take money out, you take it back out, then you're going to get penalized heavily. Mm. And they also have management fees, administrative fees that happen every year in, in your contract. And that's how they get their 4% they paid me back out and then some. Also, once you annuitize a contract, once you turn it into an immediate annuity, once you start getting that check every month, done. There is no getting out of that period. So, uh, you give them a million dollars today, they start giving you a check tomorrow you get cancer, you need to go into a nursing home, whatever the need may be, too bad. That once that turns into an income stream, it does not go backwards. You cannot get out of it. So the cons, high commissions, high fees, surrender charges, oh, tax penalties. Like an IRA, if you take money out of an annuity before age 59 and a half, you pay a 10% penalty. Ouch. And you can't yeah. cancel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, that, that's not a concern of mine. I can take money out of my IRA right now. Okay, I mean, so
1: I can take money out of my Roth right now as long as it's my contribution money.
0: Oh, that's true. I don't even have any Roth, which is dumb of me. Right well, now yeah. I, I can't contribute because my income is too high, but I could do a backdoor Roth. Okay, can I bring back something from the
2: beginning? So we asked you in the beginning, like uh, so you put hundred thousand dollars into this thing and you get back under five five hundred bucks a month. Four hundred something, would you say? Four hundred something. Four sixty five. Four sixty five. Can you do that in the market, stock market?
0: Ah, uh, this is what I wanted to talk about. If we if we don't like annuities, what do we like? What's a better alternative? And I'm going to tell you exactly what I think is a better alternative for some people, not for all people. As soon as I take a quick commercial break, <laughs> I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> okay, we're back now. Let's let's stop for a minute and figure this out. We've got a hundred thousand dollars. It's paying it, let's call it 500 bucks a month, just to make it simple. Did anyone want to take a stab at what that is as an interest rate? So, okay, if that $100,000 <laughs> is paying 5%, that would be $5,000 a year, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so $5,000 divided by 12, 416 bucks. So, not that far off. So, our annuity is paying us a little, it, it's, it's 465, 5% would be 416. So our annuity is paying us around five percent, right? A little better than five percent. True or false?
1: I don't Wait. even want to try this at this point because okay. I was giving I was I've already been giving annuities way too much credit. I just know that you know I've got me I've got me my investment portfolio and I'm good. I'm good with that.
0: <laughs> You're, are you are you t- playing a game on your iPhone while we're talking?
1: <laughs> I am not actually <laughs> playing a game on my iPhone while we're talking. Well,
0: here, here's a here's a point I'm lumbering around trying to make. It looks like this $100,000 is giving us 5% approximately. It's really not. And I'll tell you why. Because one, out of every one of those $465 checks you're getting every month, part of that is return of principal. Right. In other words, they're giving you your own money back uh. and just a little bit of earnings. So you're really not earning 5% on your money. Not even close. How much are you earning? They don't tell you. And, and here's something really, really important that you don't see. You don't see this in articles and you certainly don't see it in ads about annuities. And that is the role of interest rates. Here's what happens guys. You give that insurance company $100,000. What do you think they do with it? They buy bonds. They buy bonds with it. Because they can't afford to lose it either. They've got to pay you back. So they're going to buy really high quality bonds. Generally, I don't want to be, you know, make it too simple, but they're going to buy bonds. And so if interest rates are really low, like they are now, <laughs> I mean the the ten year bond is paying one point three percent. Ten year Treasury bond is so the annuity market's not doing well right now, which is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, well that's why the that's why it's four hundred and sixty five dollars a month. Mm. If interest rates were twenty percent and they could lock up, you give them a hundred grand and they could put you know lock it up in a government bond for twenty percent, that interest rates gonna or that m- a monthly check is gonna be way way bigger. So even if you want to have an annuity, right now when interest rates are about as low as they've been since interest rates were invented, <laughs> then might, now might not be a great time to do it. Or if, even if even if you want to do it, maybe you shouldn't do it all now. Maybe you should kind of dollar cost average into annuities. Do a little now, do a little when interest rates go up, because I think interest rates are gonna go higher. So interest rates and annuities are inexorably intertwined, okay? they are, If interest rates are high, your annual, your annuity payments is going to be higher than when interest rates are low. So just keep that in mind because there, no one's going to tell you that, especially not people selling annuities. So keep that in mind. So the annuity will give you
2: more, like the company selling you one, depending, they will give you more money if there's a higher interest rates out there or they won't just keep that for themselves. And no, because well, no, they've
0: got to compete against other companies. Now, okay. keep in mind, right. once you're in, you're in. Right. You, you get that. I mean, you know, if if I buy an annuity today, just as interest rates go up tomorrow, my annuity is not going to pay more. Right. I'm locked in right now with what I got.
1: Uh, but what about an index based annuity? Let's talk about an index based annuity, uh, <laughs> Stacey. OK, I can do that. I would love to, because that's that's the uh, thing that many people are starting to get really interested in, right? Because we talk about indexing, we talk about this sort of thing with investing. And so when you're talking about an index-based uh, annuity or a new annuity that's tied to index performance, then people start to get a little bit more interested. And so I think it's important that we bring that up and talk about that because, well, it seems like, okay, this might be a good way to get, you know, more money coming in, is it really? And are you, how much are you really going to benefit? So I really think that talking about that is a huge part of this because there are so many annuity products out there and some of them sound like you're investing, uh, in something like, you know, market returns, but you're not.
0: Well, there, there are index-based annuities. So, and there you'll also see ads that say you can get more, If the market goes up, but you can't get less if the market goes down. Uh, So there are all kinds of different variations on this theme. So it rather than remember, we were talking before about how you guys in your 40s could start investing in annuities and use it and invest in an index. And so if the market goes up more and more is going to accumulate. So by the time you turn that into an income stream, you're going to have more money.
2: So what I'm reading here is what Miranda is talking about is an indexed annuity, right? Yeah. It seems here that um, a lot of them have a cap. Yeah, so it could yes. go like so. Let's say interest rates right now or whatever is two percent or whatever, and, and you capped at seven. If interest rates go beyond that to ten or twenty percent, you're still only going to get seven.
0: Right. Annu- annuities are very complicated contracts, and whenever there's something that sounds like a benefit, there's probably a downside to it, or there's a fee for it. Uh. So, and, and that's not to say again. I'm not trying to say that all annuities are bad, but. It, it, and then they can get very complicated, the types of things that they will do. But generally speaking, there's going to be a fee uh, that that gives you, let's say, downside protection. And that's a really common thing, downside protection. So if the market falls, you don't get less, but if the market goes up, you get more to an extent, as you just pointed out, Aaron.
2: Now, in our last episode, we talked about a, uh, a financial advisor, financial fiduciary. When would you choose an annuity over one of those?
0: Well, this is actually going, I'm glad you mentioned that because this is what I was going to say before. We were talking before about this $100,000, you're making around 5%. You're actually not because you're getting some of your own money back. So if I can beat that, how can I earn 5%? I could get some high quality dividend stocks. I could get a dividend stock, or a high quality dividend ETF. Uh, What are those things called, Miranda? The guys who always raise their dividends every year?
1: Oh the dividend aristocrats, yeah. The dividend
0: aristocrats.
1: They have to have done it for 25 years running though.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this is so some of the highest quality companies in the United States who've raised their dividends every year for at least 25 years. And and you get you can put together a portfolio of those stocks that'll and you can fix it so they pay you every month because, you know, stocks, uh, dividend stocks generally pay every three months. But you can stagger it, you know. You can get ones that will pay you in January, ones that will pay you in February. So you're getting a check every month. And I would argue that this might be a better thing for you to do because now you're actually earning 5%, not getting part of your money back to get, make it 5%. And you're getting a higher income going up over time. And you might have some capital gains. True, you could have some capital losses too if you choose to sell, And you, but also totally liquid. You can sell that. Anytime you want. You can sell a little bit of it. A lot of it, if, you know, if it's an ETF, you can sell individual stocks if it isn't. So you're not trapped into something. You could get higher income. You could get capital gains. And you are going to be investing in some of America's best companies. So to me, that is probably a better solution than an annuity. To me. But, you know, I'm very comfortable around stocks, as you guys are. Some people may not be. So, you know, so for those people, maybe an annuity is the right thing to do.
2: So an annuity will be like a forget, set it and forget it. You get this monthly check and you can, you know, wrap your. It's like social security. (laughs) Exactly. So you can wrap your mind around it. But then to go to go the route you just said would be to be a little bit more responsible about your, you know, making sure that I'm only living off my dividends. I'm not taking out more than I need and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, you might be paying attention too. I mean, one of your, one of your stocks might be Coca-Cola, for example. So you might see some negative news about Coca-Cola and be concerned, you know. So you want to have, you certainly would have a diversified portfolio of stocks. Or an ETF that automatically diversifies for you. Um, but to me, that's a better solution. Again, to some people it may not be, but that's probably what I would choose to do. Will choose to do when it's time for me to create an income. And, you know, one more thing I want to tell, talk to uh, or tell everyone about annuities is this. Be careful who you buy them from. Because... Some companies will pay a better you know you can shop around you know that hundred thousand dollars might be four hundred and sixty five dollars a month at one company and five hundred and twenty five dollars at another one or four hundred dollars at a third one. so you really have to shop these things around and you have to be careful who you're buying them from. Uh, remember that these are guaranteed by an insurance company but not by the government so the insurance company has to be really solid because if they go out of business well generally speaking, your state has some uh Some power to get you some money back if the insurance company goes out of business because they're all licensed in the states. Uh, But nonetheless, it's something you want to avoid. You don't want to be investing in an insurance company that goes bankrupt. So you you have to be careful about the quality. You have to be careful about the uh, fees that are involved that are not going to be disclosed to you. So here's a simple rule of thumb: as with all investments, for that matter, the more a salesperson is trying to jam something down your throat, the more cautious you should be. You should always avoid commission-based financial advisors. So if you're paying somebody by the hour, if you're not paying somebody the hour, you're probably paying in ways you're not aware of. So my advice, if you're going to get an annuity, would be to go to an hourly paid financial advisor, not a commission-based financial advisor. And there are also companies that are known for low fees. One is Vanguard. They have low fee uh, annuities. Another is TIAA-CREF, although you have to meet eligibility requirements to deal with that company, and also USAA. Again, you have to meet eligibility requirements, but so those are some companies I've recommended in the past, at least to look at. But always shop around if you're going to uh, get an annuity. Well,
2: that was a lot. I just told you, I told you everything I know about annuities. So, so, did you convince yourself to
0: get an annuity or not, Stacey? I, I actually, you know what? To be completely honest, before we scheduled this and I started doing the background on it. Uh, I was thinking about getting an annuity, and now that i 've now that i 've thought about the dividend alternative, the stock dividend alternative i 'm going to do that instead i 'm not going to get an annuity unless again now remember if interest rates are twenty percent i 'm going to lock that in and an annuity and a bond any other way I can. If interest rates are really high, you know putting down hundred thousand and getting two thousand a month you know i 'm going to yeah i 'll buy an annuity then
2: yeah that 's a good return
0: but i 'm not going to buy an annuity That just like am, am I going to buy a bond that 's going to last the rest of my life? At a 2% interest rate? No way. Not me.
2: According to this U.S. News article, it says uh, there's you can get a, a list of highly rated uh, insurance companies that give out annuities from AM Best, Moody's, Fitch, and Standards and Poor.
0: Yes. Yes. These these are companies that rank companies so they can tell you how safe they are. AM Best rating of A-plus is as high as they get. Uh, and, and you'll find a lot of companies that sell annuities are very highly rated. But yeah, that's that's how they're ranked. Any other questions? I appreciate you guys sitting here and going through something which is I'm sure to <laughs> you like watching paint dry.
1: Well, no, I think it's important, though. It's interesting because like a lot of people, like you said, they get really they really like this whole idea of they like the idea of, oh, um, you know, guaranteed income for life. But like you said, like I was like, oh, yeah, OK, well, you know, I mean, if I want guaranteed income for life, I'm, I'm going to need like two to three thousand dollars. Right. Base. Requirements to like for survival mode in the place I live, and you don't really think about like the fact that nope, your your one hundred thousand dollar immediate annuity isn't going to get you that. You're going to need way
0: more. Oh yeah, as a matter of fact, I had two other numbers here for you. uh two hundred fifty thousand was eleven $1, hundred sixty three dollars. So call it twelve hundred bucks a month. Five hundred thousand dollars, twenty three hundred bucks a month. That's with current interest rates. With current interest rates, and that's an approximation. As I said, you know, different companies might pay a little different. But twenty three hundred bucks is not much out of five hundred thousand dollar deposit, right? But this time, maybe two years
2: from now, that would be, you know, if, if interest rates go up, it'll be a lot better. Yeah.
0: Something to look at. So,
2: if you plan on doing van life and you're wondering where your gas money is going to come from,
1: <laughs> and there it is. You could either
2: have an annuity or do your oh you know, the dividend stocks.
0: Oh yeah, the dividends, yeah. My, my hope is that if you're going to live in a van, it's going to be by your choice <laughs> and not because you've lost your home. <laughs> but anyway, oh, and another thing, I'll, one more thing and I'll be done with this topic and then we can move on. Um, when you start adding stuff, like what I, what I was telling you was 2300 bucks, that's for a 65-year-old male for life. Now, suppose I wanted to make it for life but guaranteed for at least 20 years. Well, th- then that money's going to be smaller because, you know, the, the insurance company is taking more of the risk huh. what if i say it had, my life and then my wife's life smaller still especially if my wife's younger than me which she is so you know there's when you start adding these flexibility options on you're going to start getting less and less money so this is you know to me this isn't a screaming deal there's some other people it may be we are out of time folks but we are never out of topic you need to dig a little deeper You'll find links to lots more info in our show notes, and we have lots and lots of links to annuity stuff. So if you're interested, look at those. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is where? Well, it's MoneyTalksNews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda m a r q u i t M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at hello at MoneyTalksNews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do that do something for us, subscribe to our podcast. It takes you two seconds, really helps us. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacy Johnson.
1: And I'm Miranda Marquette.
0: And I'm Aaron Freeman. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time.